The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Pastor Robert Jeffress explains what Christians should be doing in response to the countdown to the apocalypse. We used to read that, James, and think, beheaded? Why, who in the future would ever yeah, resort to the arcane practice time. of beheading? Yeah, I right think now. we have the Here answer right now. Day. So I do think there are going to be some frightening things. I think the global persecution of Christians that we as Americans have been exempted from is coming to our shore. Welcome, all of you. We want to thank you for watching Life Today. It means a lot to us that you would share this time with us. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have you here. In addition to Life Today, every day I wish you'd visit Stream, the Stream, stream.org. And uh, go there prayerfully, but go there to learn and to mine, to look for treasures of wisdom and insight and understanding, and uh, Facebook forward them or tweet them or share them. And, and let's, let's ask God through wisdom and through truth from many different tributaries of love and life, let's ask God to change hearts and minds so that we can walk more wisely and maybe correct not only the church's course that's sometimes not as supernaturally effective for the kingdom, but also correct a nation's obvious, very perilous course. We can do that together. One of the men that I think God is using right now to get our attention, and he happens to come from one of my favorite flocks, worship centers, First Baptist Church. Think about this. I started preaching there at 23 because Dr. Criswell wanted me to preach, and I never preached as someone who was there while he was gone. He was always there. He just said, if you have a Sunday, come preach. And I'm telling you, the church encouraged me and continues to, and I am so thrilled with what you're doing. And I just love... Dr. Robert Jeffries, your pastor. And we're beginning to see him on television more than anybody. And we have to pay for our airtime. He doesn't. He just <laughs> goes in and just delivers his sermon. Would you welcome Dr. Jeffries to life today? Thanks so much. Sir, you got that free TV time. And even, even now, we're paying for it. And here you are. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're, gl we're glad to do it because we, we are a mission organization. All right, countdown to the apocalypse. Now, one of the things I always tell people is I, I don't have really any tolerance for what I call foolish, fatalistic apathy. That's right. Like what will be, will be. We know it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. So we're just going to sit back and wait for the upper taker and escape and get out of here. And That's that, right. That really, I think that is, we know when God said you're lukewarm and you make me sick. That's right. I think that old attitude is sickening. You, you take the scriptures and you try to show people that there are certain things that are happening that are evidence of the times. But the thing I hear in you is above all, you want the church to look like Jesus to it, 
all times, and especially in difficult times, to be the brightest light on the horizon and to offer hope. And that's what I hear from you. Well, that's exactly right. And I know, James and Betty, people look at a title, Countdown to the Apocalypse, why ISIS and Ebola are only the beginning. And uh, one liberal blog said, at least we have to say that's the most scariest words in the one single book title, you know, and Dr. <laughs> Jefferson ought to get an award for that, if nothing else. Well, you know, that sounds scary. But the fact is, I think Jesus does want us to be aware of what's happening in the world. We're to be like the sons of Issachar. The Bible says they understood their times and knew what they should do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we are not to predict the date of Christ's return. In Matthew 24, 36, Jesus said, no man knows the hour of the day. But Jesus also said, when you see these things begin to take place, look up because your redemption is near. And what I do in this book is I talk about what I believe are three signs that we may be very close to the return of Jesus Christ. I talk about the rise of radical Islam that we're seeing around the world. I talk about the increasing moral disorder, which Paul said would characterize the world. And it's undeniable. And it's undeniable. And the global, the escalating global persecution of Christians. People will say, well, pastor, those things have been here for a long, long time. Why do you think they're now pointing to the end? We'll go back to Jesus' words. He said, these signs will be like the birth pains, the labor pains that a woman experiences. Now, Betty, I've never given birth to anything except a kidney stone, okay? So I, I don't know firsthand about birth pains, but I remember when my wife was pregnant. You know, she even went through a period of false labor. Mm -hmm. But then when the real thing began to happen, those labor pains increased in frequency and intensity. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing these signs that have been around for a long time start to increase in frequency and intensity, meaning something big is about to happen. But like you said, James, as Christians, we're not to be sitting on our blessed assurances, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean, <laughs> waiting Glad for you the end to the word, come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the end to come. We're to be doing be something. Yeah. We're to be the salt and light God commanded us to be. And if I can say, you know, that's one reason I'm so enthusiastic about life outreach and what you're doing. My dad's in heaven right now, but he was one of your biggest supporters. In fact, he left in his will a part of his estate uh, to you all, and I'm trying to get over the bitterness of money that should have been mine that went to you, but I'm over that, okay? That's another sermon. But he believed in what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing because you're being both that salt and light. You're trying to make this world a better place, which we're to do. We're to try to prevent the premature collapse of our world so that we have more time to share the gospel. And that's what Countdown to the Apocalypse is about. You know, you talked about Billy Graham. We were talking about him. He's been a great friend of yours through yeah. the years. He was a member of our church yep, for 53 <laughs> years. Right. Uh, and Billy Graham said one time, when he looks at world events, he interprets them with his Bible in one hand and his newspaper in the other hand. Mm. Well, that's what I'm doing in Countdown to the Apocalypse, yep. looking at the current situation and seeing what God's Word says about it, but then talking about what we should do. You know, and what we're trying to do with the stream, which I yes. know you're familiar with, we're trying to see that river whose streams make glad the mm -hmm. city of God, the tabernacle of God. We're trying to give people understanding of the times so that they do know what to do. Because one of the things that you point out that I really think is so critical to Christians what are we to do now? What yeah. shall we now do? You know, Francis Shaver said, what shall we then do? You're saying, what shall we right now in this age as the church and as Christians, what should we do? And one thing, we shouldn't be afraid. No. We shouldn't back down. We shouldn't get undercover. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't hide the light. We shouldn't allow the salt to have no effect. 
And I really think it might be possible in answer to Jesus' prayer in John 17 that we might actually have such a supernatural unity that we would become a shining city set on a hill that could not be hidden. That shouldn't be some presidential catchphrase. No, that's right. That ought to be the reality of what Jesus said we as the church are supposed to be in this dark age. That's this right. is our hour. And because the fact is, the light shines brightest in the darkness. Absolutely. We just got back from Rome. We went to the Mamertine prison. I'm sure you've been there where the Apostle Paul was imprisoned. You know, when he was facing his execution, he wrote to the Philippians, he said, I'm rejoicing in my situation because the gospel is being made known even more broadly. Now, you know, when Paul said that, he wasn't sitting on the French Riviera <laughs> sipping a pina colada. He was in prison facing That's his right. imprisonment. You know, James and Betty, if Paul's goal in life had been that of most Christians, peace, prosperity, pleasure, mm -hmm. the avoidance of pain, well, his imprisonment was a great tragedy, mm -hmm. but he had a purpose bigger than That's himself. Right. And then he turned to those Philippians in chapter 2 and he said, and as for you, in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation, I want you to be children of light holding forth the word of life. Absolutely. Boy, there was no more culture any more decadent than the Roman culture. You think we're in bad days. I mean, here was Nero using Christians as human torches in his gardens, and Paul said, this is a great opportunity <laughs> because as this world becomes more dark, increasingly darker, the hope of the gospel shines that much more brightly. So I, this book, Countdown to the Apocalypse, I know people say, oh, that sounds so gloom and doom. No, the word apocalypse is not a scary word. It means apocalypsis, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. This is yeah, about his return when he's coming back. Yeah, things are going to get bumpy before he returns, but all of these things are leading to a great day of joy for Christians. And what a time, better than any I've seen in my lifetime, to be a demonstration of the God we believe in. Yes. His love, His hope, His peace, His forgiveness, first yeah. of all, that He gave His Son for us that we might have eternal life. Why not be that demonstration until He comes? That's right. And, and you know, what you're doing at Life Outreach, I mean, you're demonstrating Christ by taking care of the physical needs and at the same time talking about the spiritual needs of people. It's a perfect balance. And I think people need that, that message of hope right now. They're looking for it. They're hungry for it. So again, I would say to our audience, you know, if your goal is peace, prosperity, pleasure, the avoidance of pain, why, these are terrible times in which to live. But if your goal is that like Paul's, to make Christ known to as many people as possible, yes. why, there's never been a better time that's to be right. a Christian than right now. And that's the message of my book, Countdown to the Apocalypse. That, and, uh, that's your message everywhere you go. And I, I hope you pray for Dr. Jeffers, because you know what? I have encouraged him. When Anytime somebody says something unkind to him, I just have a note to him, immediately tell him how much I love him how much I'm lifting him up, how much I'm praying for him. And then I watch him when he is, is literally sharing the light and love and truth of God in some of the more difficult and challenging circumstances. So you really pray for him that God will just continue to make him a shining light. You know, as I pray and I ask God to let me, let me see things from his point of view, in, in my praying, as I, I looked at what the Word says and I looked at Jesus praying over Jerusalem when He knew there wouldn't be a stone left on a stone, knowing desolation was coming, He still offered this glorious invitation. Even though they rejected the prophets, they rejected the truth, they did so much wrong, He still said, I want you to come like chicks to the wings of the hen. In other words, there's a secure shelter and shadow of the Almighty that I'm still longing and inviting you to come to. I hear Him extending that invitation to the nation, to the world, yes. to the church. Come on back to the shelter and security in the face of all the fear of the enemy. And as I was praying, I felt like the Lord revealed to me that it will be very obvious that the enemy is going to reveal his horrible 
personality and, and, and his nature, his vile, despicable, murderous, thieving, deceiving, deadly, destructive nature more clearly than any time in history, which is our occasion as the body of Christ, as true born-again, truly blood-bought believers who have been born supernaturally from above, not just by some religious association or membership or affiliation, but we've been born again. This is our opportunity to become the body of Christ that looks like Jesus, and we become more excited, more full of zeal, more full of life and love and compassion and courage, holy right. boldness, unable to hold back what we've seen and heard because we have seen and heard from God right. and we refuse to be silenced and there's going to be a real move to get Christ out of everything, even here in America, to get the church to shut up, to, to opt out and to not have any effect on anything that matters, just crawl back under cover. Right. I believe this is the time to come out from all covering Absolutely. and become that shining light that pierces this darkness and become more like Jesus than we've ever been. Would anybody out here in the audience That's agree right. with that? I because I know, that. I just That's believe this preacher is going to agree with it. Yeah. But do you not think now is the time to arise and shine with the glory of God it upon is. us like he challenged Israel? And you know, James, something you just said. By the way, that's pretty good preaching. Mark. That's good. <laughs> Let's take the offering right now. We have to wait to the end. You know, That'll even you, preach at First Baptist. Always. You know, what you said about the enemy revealing himself, the ugly oh, character that he really is. I mean, we're seeing that right it's now. Hard. We're seeing the terrible beheading, uh, the sawing off of people's heads like those 21 Coptic Christians. We're seeing the enemy for what he is, as vile as he can be. And I think, uh, I think that's reminding Christians that we're in not a war against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual war against yes, Satan himself. And I believe like never before, I think what that represents, the rise of radical Islam. Look, we don't hate Muslims, but we know, you know, the Bible says, you talked about the ugly, the dragon. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that at the end, the dragon will go against not only Christians, but against the Jewish people. And I talk about this yes, in Countdown to the Apocalypse. Here is ISIS, radical Islam. They have two goals, to destroy Christians and to destroy the nation of Israel. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. Absolutely. That's what they want to destroy. You know, the Koran actually has a term for Jews and Christians. They lump them together and call them the people of the book. Mm. And uh, wow. you, God's turn, book. you turn to Revelation <laughs> 20, verse 4. It says, John says, and I saw the souls of those who would not take the mark of the beast and they were beheaded because they would not take the mark of the beast. We used to read that, James, and think beheaded why, who in the future would ever yeah, resort to the arcane practice of beheading? No, I right think now. we have the and answer right now. Day. So I do think there are going to be some frightening things. I think the global persecution of Christians that we as Americans have been exempted from is coming to our shores. Yes, it is. It's coming to our it country. Is. The church better be ready for that. And it's even that. likely to come from our newfound pharaohs, where yes. we have put this false power upon which people are taught to depend, which keeps us from knowing God, being personally accountable and responsible, being foolish to our own detriment and the demise of everyone around us. I'm telling you, unbelievers are coming after us right. when we're seen, and I, I, in my chapter, Christians in the Crosshairs, I detail the persecution that's coming in this country right now to Christians, Christians who are being forced to sell their businesses, liquidate their businesses, face jail because they will not compromise their beliefs about the sanctity of marriage. I mean, that is just the beginning of what is going to happen to our country. And I want to say something very, very personal and as directly as I can, and I think, I think you would affirm this. 
if, if you allow the enemy to think he can take out a somebody, a leader, a figure, or two, or three, and stop the move of God, then you will cause those people to be in great jeopardy. But if you make it clear, all hell will not prevail against the body of Christ. We as the family of faith and the family of God will not be stopped. You can't cut anyone down and stop the purpose of God through his church. If you sound that truth and you plant your feet solid on the truth and the word of God and you let it be known that we're more than conquerors, ambassadors, priests, and kings, and overcomers right now in this lifetime, you are going to immediately build a shield of protection around those tributaries of wisdom that are feeding. Do not allow the enemy to point at some person we put up on a high place. He's on the high place. The body of Christ follows him and let that be known to the whole world. I think that's very important for the church. I think it is too. And I think really, if there's one thought I want people to have from countdown to the apocalypse, it's this. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. <laughs> this is no time for us to be paralyzed with fear. Mm -hmm. We have the message. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the time for us to be standing up and making Christ known to this lost world. This is a tremendous book. It is in the bookstores. Here's what I'd suggest you do. Go online and order it. Order one for some friends. And you be sure you make this point. You also focus in on that last chapter. What shall we now do? We, believers, what do we do in light of the darkness? How do we pierce the darkness? How do we become salt that has such an effect it's no longer trampled under the feet of men? But it has its an impact in preserving the precious, protecting the precious. Would you please be sure you get it out? If you'd like to have a copy, Dr. Jeffers, we want to give it to every person watching who would like to have it. We really believe that our viewers who have the heart of God in mission outreach can put God's arms of yes. love around a broken world. I want you to listen very, very closely. You're going to hear a missionary, but above all, you're going to hear the Father's heart. And see if you don't want to put God's arms around the suffering and bring them up close to his heart. We can do that together, but only as we do it together do we express his love effectively. Watch closely and respond as God leads. In Africa, the desperation we often encounter is driven by drought or famine. Here in South Sudan, its people have endured a gut-wrenching series of tragedies. The latest, a far-reaching tribal conflict that is responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths and the displacement of 1.5 million people in search of safety and food. But now, many have returned to rebuild. These are returnees who have returned back to their home area. They get one month of food from WFP through the UN, and then they're on their own. The problem is they came here with nothing. They didn't have cattle, they didn't have goods, they didn't have money. They lost all that in the war. They found out we were coming, and I mean, they have just flocked here. These are the survivors. But for how long? These mothers well know when you're completely empty-handed, a matter of weeks can take a child from this to this. They've seen it before, 
and it shows in their eyes. I mean, there are already huge amount of kids here who are very malnourished. What are they going to do? If we don't help them, they are in serious, serious trouble. Please, let's get together and let's help these people. Just make it through this time. They really deserve your help. All of Africa has been hit by various natural disasters and phenomena. The greatest disaster is the way they've been plundered by leaders that are terrible thugs, dictators, and also by people coming in to exploit their resources and not invest in the greatest resource, the people. These people in Sudan, these you're seeing, nearly all of them are Christians with their children. They have been pushed out of their villages by war, warring against the new nation of southern Sudan. <clears throat> Betty, you and I went there with Franklin Graham years ago. Franklin said, I want you to go with me because I want you to see people that love Jesus the way the people loved in the New Testament. And we saw it. And yet we saw them killed and maimed. The, the women had had their breasts cut off so they couldn't feed their babies. Men had had their hands cut off or fingers so they couldn't work effectively. It was hatred and hostility. It was unbelievable. But now a new nation's been formed, and yet within, the rebels are coming in to attack this new people who are trying to find stability. There are 25,000 right now that our missionaries have located, and it's very dangerous for them to be there, but they're there. So they're asking us to give them the food and the resources to care for the children. In addition to 400,000 that we have found throughout Africa that are just facing difficult times, and they need the next six months to a year to get back on their feet. So we have 425,000 to feed. Betty, when you see that, what happens in your heart? I look at them, and, and just as the missionary said, they're survivors. They've been through everything, war. They've had family members taken away from them, their homes destroyed. And now they come back home, and there's nothing there. They have no way to care for their children, James. They have no food to give them. And what, what, what can they do? They have nothing, no, no starting point on which to go. We can be that group of people that reach out to them and help them. And let's do it right now. They, they so desperately need our help. Well, that's the very reason that Peter Pretorius, our, our lead missionary for the whole continent of Africa, was saying, look at them coming. They had just heard word that somebody cared. And then they've been overwhelmed. And that's why the missionary, Peter Pretorius came here this week, and he and his wife Ann met with us to tell us what's happening. And they told us about the miracles of taking people from dying where these people are now growing crops to feed thousands of people and they make a living because they got on their feet and love showed them the way. Would you be a part of the miracle that it continued? Would you be a part of saving those children's lives? Let me tell you a miracle that's happened in answer to prayer. We've got a $400,000 challenge gift right now that whatever you give and whatever you make a check for, or you make a gift for today, will be doubled. We can feed three children for several months for $30. Five children for 50, we can feed 10 for 100. Now that'll be doubled. $100, we'll feed 20. 50, we'll feed 10. 30, we'll feed six. So whatever you do, if you'll go online, lifetoday.org, please do it. Get up and move to your laptop or your computer, or go to the telephone and dial the number there on the screen, and take your bank card and use it like a life card, a check and make the largest gift you can. We have some gifts to send you to say thank you, to bless you in your spiritual journey. But you're going to be the miracle that those mothers, those families, those people need, those missionaries are asking God for.
Would you do it? Would you go right now, lifetoday.org? Would you dial that number knowing that what you do in these last days now, this mission feeding emphasis, you're going to make the gift that gives life and it will be doubled. It'll be matched. Please do it. And thank you so much for your response. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. As an answer to prayer, a group of Life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 to help feed three children will be doubled to impact six children. $50 to help feed five children will be doubled to help save 10 children. $100 for 10 children will be doubled to help feed 20 children. And $300 for 30 children will be doubled to help feed and minister to 60 children. With your gift, we'll send you Heirs to the Kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your double impact gift of $100 or more to help feed 20 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. Finally, please consider a double impact gift of $1,000 and request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. From the bottom of our heart, we say thank you on behalf of those you are literally reaching out to in love. I want to send you the book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. Uh, I told Dr. Jefferson, he read it years ago. It's, it's so important in this moment to read it again would be good. Some of you have never read it. Uh, I, I'm pleading with you to read it. We're going to send it to you to say thanks if you just help us care for these precious children and the, the wonderful families in, in, in desperation. If you'd like to have countdown to the apocalypse and to see not only the evidence of things that are here and what they represent and coming, but what we as believers are to do in the light of this present darkness to literally present the prevailing light so that the gates of hell in no way prevail over that which we love and God loves because the church stands against those forces of deception, dissension, division, and destruction. So we'll send it to you if you'd like to have it. You just ask for it. When you help us help others, we're so happy to just say thanks by putting something else in your hand that will bless you. Join Betty and me in thanking Dr. Jeffries. Would you please? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I love it. you, Appreciate Thank you. you. Thanks, buddy. I do Thank want to remind much. all of you, pray every day, go to the Word, but also go to the stream, stream.org. You'll be glad you did. We can change the thinking and direction by changing hearts. Thanks for watching.
Introducing Stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org is a new information stream where those concerned about our nation's course can now gather for news, wisdom, and inspiration. Working together, we will see the promise declared in Psalm 46.4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Be sure to visit stream.org, a news site to unite us. Tomorrow, Beth Moore helps us know what to do when we face conflict following God's will. The enemy knows Jesus is coming. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.